welcome to the Compassionate Business Collective. I'm Alex Oakle, registered associate nutritionist turned compassionate business coach. I help wellbeing professionals build and scale their businesses with impact and without burnout. Join me every week for chats about business basics, online marketing, getting more visible, scaling with success, and more importantly, building a business in true alignment with your values and without compromising your own well-being. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Compassionate Business Collective podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. Today I'm going to be talking all about how I used a visibility strategy to build my well-being business. So it's going to be a nice combination of me telling you a bit more about my business and how it got started and how it scaled and grew and also chatting a little bit about how you can do the same with your own well-being business. So visibility is really the key thing that took my business to the next level and I think that's a good place to start. Let's talk about what visibility is. To put it really simply, and you've probably guessed this, but visibility is being seen. So it is being seen by your ideal client because if your ideal client doesn't know you exist, how will you sign new one-to-one clients or group clients or sell digital products if no one knows you're there? We need to be visible um, in our businesses um, and usually, you know, if you have an online business, this does mean being visible online in a variety of different ways. But, you know, we start our training to become well-being professionals because we have an urge to support and help people. But once it comes to actually finding these people to help, it's when we start getting nervous. And this makes a lot of sense. Our degrees, or at least the ones you know I did and the ones that I've heard other people and my clients do, they do not equip you to start a business. And even if they do, it's quite often in the kind of more old fashioned sense of kind of having a business out in the real world rather than an online business or a hybrid business where you're you know, partly online, partly um, in person. So no wonder we approach starting a well-being business, you know, whatever it is that you do, whether you are a nutritionist, a dietitian, a personal trainer, an acupuncturist, a therapist, absolutely anything kind of in the well-being space we start our businesses with this want and desire to support people but then unless the clients are magically finding us we often just tend to hear crickets and i know this resonates with a lot of you although it makes sense that we need to be out there we need to be showing up and be in front of those ideal clients we often and I feel like I'm not speaking out of turn here this is something that I've definitely noticed myself and I notice it within the well-being space especially especially people who are in a business that aims to really kind of be inclusive and supportive and anti-oppressive we have this fear of feeling like we're talking about ourselves too much feeling like we don't have enough training to give good or quality advice and have an authoritative voice on this you know the topic or the area that we're that we're in the space that we're in or feel like we need to do more courses which is something I am so guilty of thinking well if I just learn about this new skill in 
xyz then i'll start talking on instagram and to my email subscribers and then i'll be able to have a voice and speak on this topic on podcasts and in webinars and it's all if 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 i do this then i will do this which is actually really reflective of how diet culture often shows up you know that feeling of when i lose the weight then i will finally do what i want to do i think a lot of us have that kind of feeling in us where we feel like we can't do something until we've done x y and z and it really is just as procrastinating and not allowing ourselves to show up fully as ourselves and also not allowing ourselves to be kind of imperfect we can be work in progress but anyway i'm going off um off track a little bit here so in terms of fitting visibility into our overall strategy in our business it really is the top layer so it is the first part of what you may have heard of as a funnel so at the top of the funnel where it's the widest point we want to be getting as many ideal clients in the top of the funnel as possible please note how i'm saying ideal client this isn't just stuffing as many people in as possible This is finding the right people, finding the people who align with you in terms of their, you know, your values are aligned together, your skill set can serve them and they are someone who would benefit from your work, you know, whether your work is free or paid, you know, they would find value in what you do you align together nicely and they are just the perfect person to jump into the top of that funnel with you and they might stay at that top of that funnel forever and that is okay they may not be in the position to purchase from you now or in the future maybe they you know that'll change but that's not what we're thinking about we're just trying to get as many of those perfect people who need your support need your help into the top of this funnel. Because at the end of the day, we want to build businesses with impact. We want to help. We want to support people. So even if we're doing this for free, I'm gonna be pretty happy with that. But of course, we can't pay our rent with free help for people. So when we're getting people into the top of this funnel, we are helping, giving valuable content, giving that expertise and advice. And then we are leading people into the next stage of our business strategy, which is taking those leads and collecting them. That's how I like to think about it, collecting leads and nurturing. So ideally, we want to be moving these people off the places where we found them. So I'll talk a bit more about the visibility side of things in a second, but whether we found these people from Instagram, Facebook, from our podcast, from being on someone else's podcast we want to get them from there and get them into our next phase um so this would be getting them onto our email list where we would then nurture them before taking them into the final part of our strategy which is where we give them the offer and see whether they want to take us up on working together but back to the start because that's probably where we're feeling a little bit stuck we're maybe getting consistent client inquiries but maybe they're not from quite the right people or maybe we're just not getting enough client inquiries at all and our list isn't growing and our you know group of people who may want our services isn't growing every single week month year 
So that's where visibility comes in. If you want to sell absolutely anything, whether it's you know your one-to-one services, a group course, a group program, a membership, a digital product like an ebook, absolutely anything, a class, you know, like a a group workshop, anything, you need to get yourself out there and be heard by the right people. You don't need a huge audience. I know you're hearing this and thinking, wait, I don't want to be an influencer. And trust me, you do not have to be. This is about building an audience of engaged, interested people who want to work with you because those values are aligned, because your skill set allows you to serve them in the best way that you can. So this really, really isn't about becoming someone with half a million Instagram followers. This is about having the right people in your world. So I used visibility and a visibility strategy to build my business, the PCOS Collective. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. So I am a registered associate nutritionist. If you didn't know that about me, Um, I started my business as the Collective Wellness, which now you can probably guess why I changed the name. The word wellness really doesn't resonate with me and my values and my brand anymore. But I started as a collective wellness and I was seeing one-to-one clients kind of through a non-diet intuitive eating lens, just kind of taking on anyone who wanted to improve their relationship with food. But just over time, I was getting more and more clients with PCOS. So that meant I had to do my own work and my own research and figuring out more about PCOS, which if you don't know, is an endocrine um, disorder. So I went off, I did courses, I did, um, you know, research and reading. And I decided following a uh, program that I did last um, year, just over a year ago, I decided to niche into non-diet PCOS management. And this was amazing for me, definitely. It definitely helped my business a lot because I knew who I was speaking to. And you don't have to niche as much as this. It doesn't have to be non-diet PCOS nutrition management, which is what that business is. But you do have to have an idea of who you're speaking to. And that's what I didn't before. I really didn't know who I was talking to. I was kind of, to be honest, when I was creating Instagram posts and I was creating, you know, email um, marketing and all of these sort of things, I was just talking to um, fellow nutritionists and dietitians, to be honest. That's how it felt. I, I didn't know who I wanted to help, why I wanted to help them, who I was speaking to. So niching into non-diet PCOS management was really great for me because then I knew exactly who I was talking to. So that really did help. But then I was still a bit stuck because, you know, a lot of the people who I had gained as Instagram followers and um, email subscribers, which were the two kind of main areas of marketing I was doing at the time, to be honest, the, I think the only um, marketing I was doing was via those two channels. Not all of them were people with PCOS or people who knew people with PCOS to refer me to. And, you know, nutritionists and dietitians and personal trainers and therapists and physios out there didn't know that I did, knew that I specialised in PCOS either. And I really had this great, you know, skill set. I'd done so much you know, research and reading and taking all the courses and seeing clients, you know, I was really knew my stuff about PCOS, but people didn't know that that's what I did. So I, with the help of various courses and podcasts and all of these different things, I pieced together my very own visibility strategy. So for me, this looked like 
getting into people's communities was the first one. So this was going into various memberships and podcasts and um, chatting to other people's clients about PCOS and what I did. So that was going into people's memberships that were maybe about infertility, or it was maybe going on podcasts about you know, quite general nutrition podcasts or podcasts that were kind of specifically for people interested in the non-diet approach. So it wasn't just anything random. It was groups and podcasts and, you know, other opportunities like that, that made sense to me. They were basically places where I knew that my ideal client was hanging out. And I either commented on the person's Facebook post for example if I was in a group with this other business owner who had a podcast or a membership where I thought their clients would be you know open to and it would serve them well hearing my kind of take on PCOS or if it was a podcast I might email the host and say using a template which I still use today I would say, you know, I'd be a great fit for your podcast. I really enjoyed this particular episode. I think that your listeners would love to hear my approach to PCOS management. Talk a little bit about me, about what I do, about my business, and basically just pitch myself. And I'd be getting to speak to their audience, provide loads and loads of value. And the return for me, because, you know, this would be free. Sometimes it would be paid in certain memberships. But the return for me was I was getting my name out there and I was putting myself in front of these audiences which were already built. They're already interested in the, you know, host of the group or host of the podcast. They already love their stuff. So I'm going in as someone who is trusted by this host of the group or the membership or the podcast and invited to speak to their audience. It's a really lovely way to speak to people who you know are already your ideal client or very close to your ideal client or maybe some of the people in that group are your ideal client and that's a really really great way to increase your visibility the next form of kind of I still kind of call it sharing communities and you know utilizing other people's audiences is PR so this is a really really great way to get into various newspapers magazines online publications and make a comment on a topic you know a news article that's happening anything that's kind of going on in the world right now so i used a few different companies and tried a few different things and tried you know doing it myself um and you know i managed to get in publications like refinery 29 and stylist and i'm trying to think of some others um good housekeeping Um, various different like magazines and online publications where I would make a comment about something to do with PCOS and they would ask me as a kind of quote-unquote PCOS expert and that was a really great way of increasing the amount of backlinks to my website so the number of times that there was a link back to my website on the internet and also obviously it's seen by thousands of people with these really you know amazing publications so that was another huge part of my strategy next up I did a long form visibility strategy so this was my podcast that I released last year which was called the PCOS Collective um, podcast and I only made one series of this actually 
it was, I believe, 14 episodes, one series, and it actually still ranks weekly in nutrition charts across the world, which I can't believe. I get an email every week from Chartable saying where I'm at in different, um, you know, Apple podcast charts around the world. And sometimes I'm like number three in Slovenia for nutrition and it just blows my mind. But yeah, so I released that last September to November and that has been a really great way for me to increase my visibility. Podcast um, apps like Apple Podcasts, for example, is a search engine tool. You know, people will type in PCOS management or PCOS non-diet management. And, you know, hopefully my podcast will come up because podcasts are still a very underutilized way of getting your message out there compared to, think about the amount of people who have a social media account for their business versus a podcast. It's still pretty small. Yes, it takes a bit more time potentially than creating Instagram posts, but it's a really, really great way to have these longer, more in-depth conversations and, you know, be really niche and specific to who you want to talk to. And then my other long-form visibility strategy was utilising SEO, which is search engine optimization. And I'm not going to go into the nitty-gritty of that here, but it's basically creating... Um, well, the way that I do it was creating articles on my website that Google thought that people were searching for. And basically, it just shows them to those people. If your content is of high enough quality, if it's being searched, Google will show it to people because Google want to give their searches the best experience possible. So myself and at the time, um, Annabelle, my intern, who now works me as a content creator, we would write articles that were SEO, you know, they were optimized for SEO and we would just keep consistently creating content that would get us ranking on Google. And now the business is called the PCOS Collective now. And now finally that SEO strategy um, is getting us somewhere. We are getting visible on Google. And this means that when people are searching for PCOS specific terms, so when they're looking you know, we do particularly well for PCOS and inositol or PCOS and spearmint tea. When people are searching those things, the website, the PCOS Collective is coming up near the top. We are getting seen by more people. And that is exactly what I want for you as well. So the other part of the strategy is short form visibility. Also, I'm very much just kind of making up these terms, long form and short form visibility, but it's what makes sense in my head. So for me, short form is consistently posting on social media. This is something that I think people rely on too much. Social media is a great way to grow an audience, that's for sure. But should it be the only way? Absolutely not. We know how much Instagram has messed us all up with the algorithm changes. We know that TikTok's the new kid on the block, which we should all be utilising, but it's maybe a little bit of a learning curve to understand and get used to and post consistently on. So if social media is your only form of visibility strategy, then I would really, really, really recommend diversifying that visibility strategy. And I think that social media can be really helpful, but I don't think it should be relied on as the main way to gain new clients. Combining different visibility strategies to make one huge, beautiful visibility strategy that gives you omnipresence online, which means that you are showing up everywhere, is really the key way to gaining consistent clients, which means consistent income months by impacting more people's lives. So that's kind of the strategy that I pulled together for the PCOS Collective. And 
at the time, so when I kind of started really implementing that, so from about, I would say September last year was really when I kind of really started consistently with visibility. I was pretty soon had a fully booked clinic with a mixture of kind of long-term one-to-one clients, which were three month packages and PCOS power plan clients, which were when I did 90 minute um, intensives with people. This was a lot for me to take on and I still had a full-time job. So I was fully booked with that full-time job. It was a lot going on, but it really showed me that having a consistent visibility strategy can work. And now that I've moved away from one-to-one nutrition clients, I only work with a select handful of people who um, I've been working with for a long time. I've, I've kind of moved away from that one-to-one nutrition model. Now the PCOS Collective has four regular contributors plus myself, and it makes its money from affiliate links, adverts, and digital product sales. So I've created this really diverse business like revenue model where it creates um, and brings in money into my business in very different ways from just the one-to-one work which is what it looked like last September um, and kind of until I moved away from this one-to-one model. Um, it also led us to sell 20 places so far for our PCOS for Professionals course, which I'm really excited to start running um, and that's within a couple of weeks we've sold 20 places. and. This really all stems from having that strategy in place, doing consistent and regular visibility. So consistently being on podcasts, consistently posting on um, our website to help with SEO, consistently um, posting podcast episodes, consistently being in other people's memberships, consistently being on social media. And it all seems like a lot and like a lot to get your head around if you're only just kind of getting into the swing of posting on Instagram once a week. I appreciate that. But I can help. (laughs) I have built this strategy in a way that now allows me only to work on marketing for the PCOS Collective for about an hour a week absolutely maximum um and for this business alex okor which is my compassionate business coaching business i take a similar approach where i actually only work on marketing for two hours a week so creating this podcast getting the emails done so i do two emails a week getting instagram posts done tiktoks and pinterest i get all of that done within two hours because i've built this strategy and then i usually throw in maybe an extra half an hour an hour to be interviewed by other people for their podcast so really i have created this strategy that works for me and it is just enough time to get everything that i want done to be getting consistent clients to be getting out there and be being seen without that burnout and without taking it too far and feeling like i have to do absolutely everything so I've really found this balance and it's it's really working for me. It's working for the PCS Collective and it's working for my business coaching uh, business. So I have something that I would, I'm just so excited to announce and I really cannot wait to talk about it. So if you are ready to launch into the online space, be seen and be heard on your own terms. And if you want to be known in your industry for being absolutely great at what you do without burning out, then my new gentle visibility training, Let's Get Visible, is exactly what you need. This free three-day gentle visibility training will help you get seen by more ideal clients without burnout. And I know you feel like you're not experienced enough or you feel like your niche is oversaturated, but I promise people want to hear your story, your expertise, and your unique perspective. 
This three-day training will help you build an authentic visibility strategy to grow your community without sacrificing sacrificing your safety, your boundaries, or your physical and mental well-being. So we get started on the 11th of October, and for three days, I will be training you live. Like I said, this is completely free. It's three days worth of training, and I want you to head to alexocal.com visible to sign up ready to receive the reminders, the replays if you can't make it live, and a bonus visibility checklist. So head to alexocal.com slash visible, and I cannot wait to kick off this training on the 11th of October. I hope you found this episode useful, and I really hope that you dive into this free training with me. It's been an absolute pleasure.